She's April. And she's Molly. And we are the Book Besties. Michael, 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 Michael. He's got to be part of the Illuminati. There's no way he looks like that and he's not. But yeah, everybody dies, man. Everyone dies. The toilet survived? Sheep is plural and singular, right? What the fuck? How do you not know what a raptor is? Thanks, Hollywood, for ruining women again. Just start that (laughs) shit over. That was miserable. What the hell? Yay, you brought the hand thing back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Besties, we can finally... I can finally tell them. You can finally tell them. I've been been waiting for us to talk about this. I know. Guys, I'm moving. You are moving, but not like across the street. I am moving to Maryland. I will be closer to my mom. I'm going to be closer to April. I'm going to be closer to all the things. I'm so excited. Yeah, so at this point, you'll be only like four-ish hours from me, which means that besties, we might be able to film some episodes like in person. like Right! In the same room. (laughs) It's fucking mind-boggling. It's crazy. I haven't seen you in person since you guys left the... 2014 we came back james i came back with james um and he was just shy of a year yeah no no it was 2015 he was 18 months yeah he was still a baby he was 18 months and that was we stayed at your house um and stayed at our other friend's house like we kind of split our time between Mm -hmm. the two of you and uh yeah we haven't seen each other in person i know i know like I hadn't even conceived Sam yet. We weren't even trying to conceive no. Sam yet. <laughs> Y'all are just trying to survive the baby dumb, man. Oh my gosh, yes. Mm. <sighs> Today, we are talking about... Jurassic Park! This is Piper's copy. Mine is packed. <laughs> I love that you and Piper both have a copy of Jurassic Park. Well, she wanted all of the books after she read the first one. She read my copy back in like the fall mm-hmm. and she asked for the rest of them mm-hmm. for Christmas. So mm-hmm. I got her her own copy paperback to go with her set because she will steal mine if she does not have the first one to go with the set. Isn't it just two books? It's this I and a sequel, right? I think it's technically three. I think there's like a sub one. Oh, I gotta look now. Oh. I thought um, I thought I had looked it up and there was I know there's a sequel um, and I thought that was it. Um, um, but Michael Crichton has written world. a lot. The Lost World is the second one. Okay, and it's, it's six years. Lost after. Worlds. Yeah, it is two books. You're right. Yeah, the, right, it's two. The, and the Lost World takes place six years after. Yes, the original Jurassic Park. Yes. So, um, do you want a synopsis? I would synopsis. love a synopsis. I would love it. I'm here Maybe. for it. <laughs> we- Make it sure as long as Tom doesn't give us a hard time about synopsis, synopsis which next episode you guys will hear. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert, we've actually recorded the next episode already. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, old crazy white man tr- tries to play God and nearly kills his grandkids. There's more, I promise, guys. <laughs> I was like, was that it? <laughs> John Hammond, the owner of InGen, and the grandfather to Tim and Lex Murphy. Hammond is a bit mad to most, but has designed an exclusive resort with a zoo. The zoo, though, is made of genetic recreated dinosaurs. Mm. He has invited Dr. Alan Grant and his colleague, Dr. Ellie Sattler, which I'm really upset that the movie made them love interests. Oh my gosh, I was we'll get into the that. same thing. I was thinking the same thing. Dr. Ian Malcolm's mathematician, which I understand jack shit of what he talks about in the book because the math is over my head. <laughs> and Donald Gennaro, sent by Inagen to check on their investment. After everyone arrives, all hell breaks loose, people get separated, and some people die. This book has you questioning... Should we be meddling in the depths into the past? Hmm. Good enough? Yeah, I think that's good. Mm. So, my first question has to be about a comparison. 
you saw the movie back in the day, right? When it first came out. Yes, and I actually rewatched it yesterday. So, um, but you had that first, right? Mm-hmm. You didn't yeah. read this. I, I had never read this book until you put it on the pod, and I have to say. I'm really glad I did. I actually really enjoyed this book. I didn't think I would. I've seen all the Jurassic Park movies, even like the ones that weren't theatrical releases, mm-hmm. um, because I love dinosaurs. Like I right. have always been a science kid. I, I wish I were better at math because, right? You know, the, the math and the science kind of makes my head go droopy in this. But, it, but but in general, math and science tend to go together. Like I'm a library scientist, but like right, know, it's not really the same thing. But it's, um, it is and it isn't. Yeah, but I really liked this. Um, even the parts where the science, like, mm, that could not happen. Like, he mm-hmm. explains it. Right. Um, so, yes, I really liked it. I'm sorry. I What was your question? Um, what did you think, now that you've read this, mm-hmm. what do you think of the comparison between the two? Like, what do you think of the transition from book to movie and vice versa? Well, I did notice in the end credits that Michael Crichton was on board as one of the co-writers for the script. So they right. kept they kept the integrity of the story, I think. But there's a lot of things you don't get. Like, in the movie, you don't get the uh, pteranodons attacking. No. Like, you don't get that at all. You don't get any of the flying um, dinosaurs. Creatures, right. Right. Um, a lot more people die in the book. A oh, so many. It's Including Hanlon. This is Hammond. way more violent. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So and, like in such a good way, though I think. Right. Like, yeah. And and, and, I, and, and I don't mean to make that sound weird, but the violence is necessary in this book. Yeah, and I think that like the book does a better like the movie saves all the main characters because like it wants to give a semblance of a happy ending, but like right. in the movie, Malcolm and Hammond both die, and like to me that makes more sense. Like right. There's no way that he got attacked by a T-Rex and has been bleeding out for hours and he just, like, makes it. Like, right. But, right. It, you know, it makes zero sense. Jeff and- Goldblum is apparently immortal. So, <laughs> <laughs> Right. Um, so, I mean, we can dive deeper into, like, the contrast in comparison of the movie to book at the end. But overall, I think it's a great transition Mm-hmm. Cutting out a bunch of the heavy science and math stuff that makes mm-hmm. the brain go gooey. Right. I think my one big pet peeve is changing the kids completely. That yeah. felt unnecessary. The in the book, she's younger and right. he's older. But I so I read and in the somewhere. book, I really hated her. Oh my gosh, I was just like, and you're supposed her to, to hate her. Rex. You're Feed supposed her to the hate T-Rex. her. Um, and I think that's important in the book. Like, I think you're supposed to, she's supposed to be an irritating kid Mm -hmm. and that's what it was. But I think, and I read it somewhere and I'll find, if I can find the article, I'll put it in the notes, but it said something about they had the actors, the child actors already signed on before Mm -hmm. the script was written. So they had made the decision to change the ages of the kids based off the actors they had found. Okay. So I mean, and, I kind of figured it was something like that. Like if you find the, the girl, people that, right? Because the girl was already pretty popular in the '90s back in the day when mm-hmm. this, that movie first came out. So it makes sense that she was like one of the yeah. actors they wanted. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Uh, can I tell you something funny about when I was watching the movie yesterday? Oh yeah. So I had asked my sons if they would want to watch with me. And I thought that the movie came out when I was like around James's age, which he's nine. And I looked it up and no, I was definitely like 12. So I told them that it was a little scary, that there were dinosaurs in it, that they were not friendly dinosaurs, that like these are like beasts. It's not like dinosaurs. Land Beach for Time or Ice Age. Right. And I was like, people are going to die. Like it's, it's scary. Realistic and scary. But if you want to watch it with me, you can. And I kept having to explain to them, like, the dinosaurs aren't real. Like, they're animatronics. They're robots. And James was like, you mean they took, like, the last dinosaurs and then made robots on their (laughs) bones? And I was like, no, 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 son. They just built robots. But the funny part came, there's a part in the movie where the T-Rex, like, attacks uh, the cars. And then he, like, basically demolishes, uh, like, a bathroom Oh, shed house area. area. Yeah, like, yeah. Like right. there's, there's like a toilets area. And he throws At, the jeeps and the whole scene. Yeah, right, right. So the lawyer guy like had left the car and gone and hid in there. Donald Gennaro. Yeah, and um, the T Rex knocks it over, but the still standing in the middle of all of this debris is the one toilet and the guy that's sitting on it. And Sam goes, "The toilet survived." <laughs> 
and I lost it. Oh, Sammy. Potty humor transitions, no matter the genre. I was laughing so hard. I was just like... Man, he'll love Three Stooges. Give him all the potty humor. He doesn't need any more things where people hit each other because we're going through a phase right now that I'm about to... I'm about to lose my shit. Um, but it was throat very panties. funny. Yeah, throat. Yes, exactly. You'll understand that when you listen to next week's episodes. But um, that's so funny. What did the boys yeah. think of it? Um, James really didn't watch. He's not really like a movie watcher. Like he mm-hmm. watches watches like YouTube videos and he doesn't even finish them. Like he just likes short attention span. Um, James, Sam watched most of it and he liked it. I said, are you sure you don't want to like, are you going to be scared or whatever? He's like, it's okay. I'm going to chance it. And I was like, <laughs> okay. Okay, son. It's okay. I'm going to chance it. I love it. him so much. He's the best. Every family needs a Sam. I still could do without the hitting, but he's pretty great. He's working on it. He's working on it. Not everybody's perfect, Mom. The toilet survived. (laughs) So, in this book, it was, he started writing it in the 80s, and it got published in 91. Mm. Um, So, the science is from back then, okay? Right, 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 right. So, the thoughts and the ideas were there. But the mm-hmm. tech wasn't, right? Right, right. And now we've progressed so far into the future. Do you think this could even be possible today? So, I mean, you definitely, when you're reading this now, you have to remember that this is written in the 90s because, right. like, like, nobody knew how to use a computer in this. Right. Time. We didn't you know, even like, clone a sheep yet. A sheep? It was a sheep. No, I'm. is that the proper, like, English? Yes. A sheep? Sheep is... Plural and singular, right? Yes. Okay, sorry. What, what would just... you call a singular sheep? A sheep? A ship? <laughs> a ship? A sheep? <laughs> a ship? <laughs> Anyways, oh my god. Back uh, to our regular scheduled program. It's, it's a lamb. Um, <laughs> the, the fluffy thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I mean, like, nobody in this book even knows how to use computers, which we're talking about. Right. Like, Science guys, like, they would know how to use computers. Um, So we do know that cloning can be done. And um, a lot of science uses cloning not to clone, like, entire beings. Like, we do have, obviously, I can't remember what the the sheep's name was, but um, Dolly. 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 And Mm -hmm. I'll put a link to that, the Wikipedia or whatever about it, because it was pretty... It was a big deal when we were in elementary and middle school. It was very school. controversial because yeah. we were playing God. So that was like a right. whole thing. But um, but we actually use cloning in other ways. Uh, like medicine uses cloning of... Mo- Molly, I'm telling you, Katie is going to kill me for saying this because I'm probably going to say the wrong thing. But they're... You love you, Katie. <laughs> they, have, um, they have used the HIV virus and... They have deactivated it, deactivated it, and treated other things. Um, and like it's been successful in treating right. other things. So, I mean, that isn't really cloning, but it is sort of like replicating the science, right. and it's it, it, it's, it's similar pasting in a way, right? Um, and uh, I do think that we could probably clone DNA, mm-hmm. but. I don't think we could do that for dinosaurs. I, I, I don't, I mean. There's just not enough of their DNA that can be found. No, like, I, I feel like the, the, the bones are too old. And- right. And I get that the scientists are, like, the science in this book is that they were getting it from um, amber. Like, right. mosquitoes trapped in amber. I don't even know how many, uh, like, mosquitoes like, trapped in amber you would how find. Much, a one in a gazillion chance are you going to find a mosquito trapped with dinosaur blood still in right. it? Right. And, and, like, what they were doing, um, Dr. Wu, was that his name, I think? Yeah. Um, so he was uh, taking the DNA and basically said he didn't know what he was making until he made it. And patching <laughs> okay. in things. I mean, that's what he said in the book. Right. He was he was patching in parts to, like, complete the DNA sequence. And I'm sure you could do that, but I just don't feel like you would have enough DNA well, from and that. Right, and, like, they had to copy and paste a lot. They had to take DNA from this creature and this creature, and, like, they right. were using different things. So, is it I mean, possible? at the end of the day, could you, could you piecemeal together a dinosaur? Probably not. I don't think so. No. But, okay, let me ask you this. Would you want, if it was feasible, 
Would you even want to be at this park? Would you have any desire to go? Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty fucking cool. I mean, it's really cool, but I don't think with the power and the size of these creatures, I don't think it would ever be safe. No. I I think, uh, I mean, if you were only um, making um, herbivores, uh, you maybe could get away with, like, they were a little bit safer, but they're so right. big. How do you control them? I mean, did it just this week when we're filming this, which, you know, we're filming just a couple days before we're actually going live on this one. Right. Um, just this week, a dolphin attacked its, tra- its trainer in Florida. Right. So, I mean, and we had like, wild uh, animals are still wild animals. They're still wild animals. I mean, right. Uh, Sig, what is the, the Sigmund Freud? Not, Not Sigmund Freud. Freud. Sig, uh, Siegfried and Freud. Roy. Siegfried and Roy. They they're, they got attacked by their tigers. Like, they're, oh, they're old they're, tiger. The right. one that had been with them forever. Right. Um, and then Shamu at uh, Orlando's. Di- um, Drowned uh, one of his trainers. Grabbed her right. by the ankle and just took her down and kept her down right. there. Right. He thought he was playing a game, most likely. Right. You know what's so creepy about that? Um, Kids were watching. This was during a live performance. I know. No, it wasn't. It was uh, in the morning before. But I oh, actually I it was during a performance. We had actually gone to um, what the hell is the place called? SeaWorld? SeaWorld, thank you. The we one in gone, Florida or San Diego? It was the one in SeaWorld in, in Florida. Um, we had gone to SeaWorld that summer before mm-hmm. the trainer was killed, and I have pictures of her because oh she was goodness. the trainer that was like, and that's I was really like. Creepy. That is really creepy. Creepy. Wow. Um, but anyway, um, yeah. So, I mean, wild animals are wild animals. Dogs attack their owners. Like, cats right. attack. I mean, cats are, that's just cats what they do. Weird. They're awful. I hate cats. Do you have cats? We have two. You I don't do? hate them. Ugh. Yeah. But both girls have a cat. So, Ugh. Piper got one and don't judge no. them. They love James, them. James went through this phase where he was wanting a cat. And I was like, mm, how about a dog? <laughs> um, Liv's cat, we actually have deemed Hellcat. Because she's just so everything. We have to put a bell on her because she likes to, she doesn't attack, she surprises you. Like, she mm-hmm. thinks she's playing tag. Nails right. her in, but in the dark, she just comes out and, goes, bah, 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 and then runs away. It's like, so I used to babysit my down, cousins. Cat. I used to babysit my cousins, and they had cats. Mm-hmm. And the one of the main reasons I don't like cats is because I would wake up in the middle of the night, and it would be in my face. Like, it would be on my chest and in my face. I and like you. It scared the <laughs> shit out of me. So I was like, no, this is not for me. So I'm just not a cat person. I, I want like to watch like, you sleep. I want an animal that loves me. Cats don't love you. They love themselves. And they pretend to love you so that you give them the things they want. And they pretend to own you. So, anyway, so my point is, <laughs> I would like to go because I think it's really cool, but... I also would probably Imagine have- the waivers you would have to sign to go to a park like that. It'd be crazy. And I would have a moral objection to it too. Like, right. Like, like they say this in the movie. They don't say this in the book. I don't think, but Malcolm says, um, God creates dinosaurs. God kills dinosaurs. God creates man. God, man cr- kills God. God creates dinosaurs. And then um, the comment back is... God, he's such a crackpot. <laughs> God kills man and women inherits the earth. Or man, dinosaurs kill man and women inherit man. the earth. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like, I would have, like, a moral dilemma with that. Like, there's a reason they went extinct. Like, mm-hmm. in, extinct, there's a reason. And um, right. we, we shouldn't be trying we to... We shouldn't be... Hope- there's a reason we're not cohabitating this planet. Right. Now, <laughs> I... Zoos do a lot of preservation. So the right. point of a zoo isn't just so that, well, it used to be. It's just so you could see the animals. Right. Um, but they actually do a lot of preservation now. And so um, zoos are helping breed endangered animals to keep the population high enough that the animal doesn't go extinct. Now, right. the animals that are bred in captivity, most of them can't be released to the wild. So... They're not really helping the population. No, but they're keeping completely. them from extinction. And I feel like if the mm-hmm. science was available, instead of trying to bring back something from extinction, we should be using it to 
keep animals from being extinct, right? Yeah, and they actually do a lot. Like, uh, I don't, there's a show, it's on Discovery, but if you have um, Disney Plus, not sponsored on any of that. No. Um, it, you can watch Secrets of the Zoo, and it's yes, the Columbus Zoo. Love yeah. I love that show. My girls love um, it. I don't like the spinoffs that are the Tampa Zoo or the Sydney Zoo. I like the Columbus. My one. kids will watch anything about the zoos. They're obsessed but, with it. But they talk about the fact that they breed the cheetahs with artificial insemination. That's so wild. So, like, they are like they're helping prevent this. It's so wild. Yeah. Ugh. They're sperm jacking some cheetahs, and then they actually put the Your cheetah. Gonna clip that. So hard. They actually put the cheetah, the male cheetah, under an- local an- like anesthesia, and then they go. They into, take a syringe. They go into the testes, and they remove the sperm from there, and then they inject it. I don't know why they don't just breed them. Breed them. They never like explain that, but that's how they breed cheetahs. If you know why. Do a video on TikTok or Instagram or Facebook and tag us. We need to know why. Um, so I don't really need to know why. <laughs> I do. I do. Maybe it's because the males try to kill their females while they're mating. I don't know. What did you think of Crichton as an author? Um. So I never thought I would read him because I put him in the same vein as like, um, oh my gosh, I just forgot. His name. Who's the author I really don't like? Which one? Right. Good question. Um, <laughs> um, Pattinson? Yeah. Patterson? Ro- James Patterson? James Patterson. I really don't like James Patterson. And here's why. For all you James Patterson I was going to, next was Stephen King. So I didn't know which way we were going with this. No. <laughs> um, for all the, the uh, James Patterson fans out there, just hear me out for a second. I'm a librarian. <laughs> okay, I'm just Do you know how that. much land real estate he takes up in libraries? And he doesn't seriously, and not just in one section. He's in all the sections: children's, children's fiction, nonfiction, middle grade. Like he has all of it. YA, but he doesn't. He's even trying to write. take the world over. He doesn't even write the books. He puts his name on a lot of stuff that's just ghostwritten. So like, but hell, really if he annoying. pays good, I'll ghostwrite for him too. What's okay. the pay, man? Okay, not give me the, the money. So I put Michael Crichton in that same thing. I don't really read thriller, um, but I really liked this book. I really liked it. Yeah, you I like how the, he broke it down. The, did you read the hard copy or did you listen to the audiobook? No, I read this. I read the hard okay. copy, and I'm so glad I did because uh, has, there's like math in it. Like right there's okay, so there's like statistics, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. on some pages and then they have diagrams and this there's... is a really important one if you're watching on youtube you can see the breakdown of the dinosaurs and then you can see the um how look at this is a bell curve but the right. dinosaurs should look like this and like actually seeing that for integer, me like that yeah. one like seeing really the seeing the math made me understand it better like, so i think like, that was uh important like that yeah. page yeah and this i is- guess I, I I mean that page is more like files and stuff, which I think like now and it's like well, this is the computer understand. startup one. Like they're yeah. trying. This is the computer keys. Well, we kind of understand that stuff better now. But like I I thought it was good. Um, so I like, like his writing. Sti- I, I like the style because I like yeah. the info- infographs in there. It really helps. Yeah, and I think it helps that Michael Crichton um, uh, is a scientist. Um, right, he was a computer science major. Yes, or something like that. I believe so. Um, we'll put his bio below. I mean, I don't know. Molly he has a website. I'll just put the website up in the link in the, um, yeah. thing and it'll have all his things. But um, he is deceased, so he's not actively yes. writing anymore, no. obviously. But his dead. world building, we t- we've been really on this a lot lately. Yeah. Um, his world building is excellent. Yes. And I think like, I mean, when it, you're it talking starts about- from the beginning when we're in, yeah, we're in, um, Puerto Rico. Like I can, yeah. Oh my gosh. When we're in Puerto Rico and the little girl gets, I I don't think we're in Puerto Rico. We're in somewhere in South America. I thought it was Puerto Rico. No, no, it isn't. It's somewhere in South America. It's like close to where they're. Palo Alto. That's California. The tropical Costa Rica. Costa Rica. And so that what I said? You said Puerto Rico. Oh, I thought I said Costa Rica. I don't know. It doesn't I matter. don't either. It doesn't you matter. know what was the creepiest image of this book for me? 
want to know the creepiest one it wasn't like the t-rex like looming it was the scene where the doctor who had just delivered the baby comes out and knows that those three dinosaurs have been feeding on the baby yeah the little raptors yeah and yeah they're not raptors there's something that's like that and smaller (laughs) i don't know how to say the word it starts with a c um but uh they uh then she decides to report it as the baby died of SIDS. And right. I told Tom, I, I stopped reading and I was like, Tom, if your yeah, baby right. dies of SIDS, aren't you going to want to like see the baby? Like, and if I see my baby all eaten up, I'm going to know that it wasn't I SIDS. Find it. Like, but anyways, yeah, it's wild, right? Because nobody would believe her. It's called a, uh, where is it? That's not how you say that, guys. Nope. Again, tell us in the comments. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know how to say dinosaur words. So, I know Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> his world building. Excellent. Storytelling. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Fantastic. And I think he did a really awesome job of, like, bringing dinosaurs to life. Because let's be honest, we don't really know what they looked like. No, and we're just guessing. He, we're guessing. And it, as a matter of fact, when Iguanodon was, was first uh, found, that's the first dinosaur uh-huh. that was found, um, the reason that they're called dinosaurs, which means terrible Ooh, lizard, mm-hmm. um, and Iguanodon is named Iguanodon, it's because they put the bones together incorrectly. Right. They, the people who found them, science who found them were like, oh, it must be a lizard. So they were putting the bones together to look like a lizard. And it wasn't until they started finding more bones that they were like, oh, this is absolutely not a lizard. This is something right. else entirely. Um, and the other thing I liked about this book is, uh, now, a lot of paleontologists believe that dinosaurs had feathers. Right. All of them. That all of them had feathers. And that they were more bird-like than anything else. Oh. And, is that, that, that must be an interest. I'll, I'll look up and see if there's an article on that because that'd be really interesting to read. Well, I'm sure there is. Um, and you want to know where I first learned this? Dinosaur Here. train on PBS. <laughs> uh, but look, there is a real paleontologist who does the science. I'm not laughing. I just think it's adorable. But I love dinosaurs, and James was really into them when he was a kid. So we did like a lot of dinosaur reading. Like we learned a lot about, it. and we've been to several dinosaur museums. Um, but anyway, uh, like I don't know. I just think when you look at the raptor that he created, the description of the raptor right. that he created. You're, it is scary. a bird. It is a bird. And it's, it's a very scary one. They're all, I mean, he definitely instills fear throughout this oh, yeah. book. Yeah. And and I now, think that was his point. This is not something that's fluffy and fun. And mm-mm-mm-mm. these are now, scary. His T-Rex might not be accurate to what paleontologists are saying now, because some of them believe that he was, that the T-Rex was a scavenger and that it didn't actually hunt. But I feel like. He got his point across. Even if mm-hmm. the science is changing, the point is still the same. Oh, right? yeah. And in the 90s, this was definitely what they were believing. And and let's right. be honest, we don't know because dinosaurs have been extinct for so long. Right. We don't really know what they looked like. Right. James made a comment yesterday um, when I was watching the movie and he had wandered in the room and he was like, so we don't really know what dinosaurs looked like, right, Mommy? And I was like, no, because they've been extinct for so long. We just have arranged their bones and what we think they look like. And he's like, but we know what they sound like. How'd they come up with those sounds for them? <laughs> Emus? Like, I'm like, um, well, that's a grizzly bear. <laughs> so, um, but we don't. We don't know what color they were. No. We don't know. We don't know any of the things about them. Um, and but it's fun I, to pretend, isn't it? Yeah. And there's a meme that I always see. I'm obsessed with hippos. Our fans might not know that. I love hippos. Even though they're mean. (laughs) That's one of the reasons I love them. Um, (laughs) There's a meme I keep seeing going around uh, that's like the skull of a hippo. And then Uh how the future people will arrange the skull. And then what it actually is. And like, of course, it's arranged. It's arranged to look like it's going to like murder you with every inch of it. Like it looks so scary and like all like angles and uh tusks and it's a hippo it's a hippo <laughs> they they don't look scary <laughs> no they're just fluffy they're um, actually all muscle okay i'm sorry right. i don't need to talk about hippos no but i want to fiona the world's most famous hippo is going to be a big sister that's great i'm excited for fiona i had a conversation with dawn earlier today in which she was like oh yeah i heard that and then she said something about like 
Fiona's the only name of a hippo I know. And I was like, I really wish I only knew Fiona's name, but I know <laughs> the names of many hippos, unfortunately. That's okay. I follow a Fiona fan page. like On Instagram? On Facebook. But yes, oh, okay. like, like I, I love hippos. You, you love hippos. I love hippos. So back to this. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> Who do you think is responsible for the events un- that unfold at the park? Uh-huh. Is it Nieder or Hammond himself? Uh, well, if Hammond wouldn't have done it, then then we wouldn't have a story, right? Um, I would say that they are equally responsible. Hammond was foolish. He hired a scientist who thought of science and not of what the repercussions would be. Right. And instead of like actually properly thinking out what the repercussions would be, like Hammond was just like, fuck it, we're going to have dinosaurs. And right. the scientist was like, fuck it, I can make the science work. Um, Nier is a dick. Like, I'm kind of glad he died. Like, he, he deserved it. Glad he, I mean, glad he, died. he did. I think he is the first domino that set the, that track off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think at the end of the day, this is just my feeling. If Hammond had been more methodical, Mm-hmm. And less of a madman of what he mm-hmm. was, and he took his time. Mm-hmm. This park could have been successful, but yeah. he was in such a rush to get this out and show the right. world that he wasn't thinking about security, he wasn't thinking about safety, he wasn't thinking about right. any of these major problems that ended up happening. Right, right, right. And and security um, clearances might have been a good idea in doing background checks on all your people before you freaking started this shit. Yeah, they Nina were was a sleaze ball. Yeah, and they were hiring workmen from the main island. Like, they weren't... Yeah. Yeah, it was, like, it was not good. Um, but they try to fix that in the new Jurassic Park movies that, like, Chris Pratt right. and Bryce Dallas Howard are in. Um, they tried to fix that as, like, this is a successful park. This is, like, the Disney world of... And it was doing well until it wasn't. But, it again, it's wild animals. Right. Like, even in zoos, animals get out of their pins. Like... right. In this area where I live, there's a story about a red panda who escaped. They have never found it. It's just out in the wild somewhere? It's been years. Well, fuck. So at this point, someone someone has it as a pet or it died, but they've never found it. And it's been since before we moved here in 2017. So it's been years. Wow. And, like, I know, um, like, Bush Gardens in Florida, they built this really cool like orangutan area and Mm -hmm. one of them got out because it was like i can jump over that i remember this might be just something i had heard in passing when i was a kid i remember in the 80s i was little the dolphins used to have a dolphin actually at the stadium they did they did and he jumped out from his little enclosure into the i don't know i don't know if he did that but i know that like people were not happy. No, because the there was PETA was like, there. Right. Yeah, it, was it was like, like a an, fish tank. Yeah, it was bad. It was not big enough for no. the yeah. So to answer your question, I say they're both responsible. I think Hammond didn't handle this responsibly. He wanted the cool thing. And he hired people who were in it for the science and not the repercussions. Right. Like Wu is the perfect example of a scientist who doesn't think about anything but the science. Right. Because that was his job. Right. And this is a quote from the book and the movie. We didn't stop to think when we figured out we could do it. We didn't stop to think if we should do it. Right. And that's a quote from both the movie and the book. And also a quote from both is life finds a way, which is a great quote. Um, There was a quote in here I wanted to talk about, but keep going. Oh, that was really it. I just think like. They're both responsible. Nieder obviously was a sleazeball, and they found the perfect person to play him for the movie. Oh right. Gosh, um, but he dies much more violently in the book. Um, Fuck yeah, he does. He's, like, eaten Jeez. alive. Like, they, the and the dinosaur that poisons him um, with the acid, it's blinded him, and it's, like, right. literally just eating him alive on the ground while he's still, like, he's screaming and he's alive. He's being eaten. I mean, he deserves it. Hmm treacherous bitch you deserve that i don't know but um he betrayed the man that was paying his bills yeah well he wasn't happy because the man who was paying his bills wasn't paying him what he felt he was worth but like you bid the job like you have to do what you bid 
Right. And um, he apparently didn't do it very well because they had all these glitches that weren't even relevant to the fact that he turned the system off. Right. So. Right. Did you have a favorite character? Um, Dr. Grant. Is it Grant or Graham? Grant. G-R-A-N-T. Yeah, Dr. Grant and um, Malcolm are my Malcolm. favorite. Ian Malcolm's my favorite. And I- and he's they a are pessimist in this world, you know, while everybody's like ooing and awing and he's like, this is fucking madness. What are you yeah. doing? Yeah. And they're probably my favorite in the movie, too. But I would say they probably get the most. Well, like Ian Malcolm really doesn't because he gets attacked. So he is basically just dying and then he mm-hmm. does die. But Dr. Grant is such a huge. I mean, he's like the, one of the main characters. Like, I mean, I right. understand there's a lot of main characters, but like a lot of the book is him trying to get him and the kids home. Right. Um, He's trying to get them to safety. Right. Right. Um, um, I don't like that they made him and Dr. Sadler uh, a couple. A couple? It, it, especially with their age gap, right? Dr. Sadler's in her late 20s, early 30s, and he's in his late 40s, right. early 50s. And he's she's engaged to somebody else. Yes. Who, who's a doctor somewhere else, because they mentioned that in the book. But what really annoyed me yesterday when I watched the movie um at the end, like she had wanted him to spend time with the kids because she wants kids and they haven't had kids yet. And like, right. Whatever. And at the end, when the kids are like all snuggled up to him, she gives him this look like, okay, like a knowing look. Yeah. And I'm like, girl, you just beat dinosaurs. Like maybe we just chill out for a minute. Like, you know, right, 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 right. Exactly. I want to talk about Hammond for a second himself. Okay. Okay. Um, do you think he's crazy? Like oh, yeah. everybody else thinks. Oh, yeah. Do you think it's greed that drives him or the love of the science? I think he's an eccentric billionaire. I don't think it's science. I think it's the love of, like, things that are unusual. And, I mean. Things that money can't the- buy, right? Yeah. And this isn't really the best example because this person's actually doing some good in the world. But Elon Musk. Right. He's a crazy rich guy. Like, he's got a but lot of not, money. In but he's not doing batshit crazy shit that's getting people killed right now. He's not doing batshit crazy stuff that's getting people killed. However, he is thinking about science before he thinks about the repercussions. That's true. Now, to be fair, SpaceX has actually helped further the space program in this country since our space program was basically cut. Right. It's so, been defunded, right? Well, it isn't anymore. Now it's, but the funding had been cut significantly. Um, and, so, I don't know. I mean, he's done a lot to help with that. But he's a crazy scientist. Like, he doesn't always think about what the repercussions would be. He thinks right. about, like, what the science is. That's and why I the crazy scientists need handlers. I think that's true of a lot of people that have a lot of money. Um, and, they and, need to voice a reason. Correct. And Elon Musk actually is a scientist. So, he's not just, like, a crazy rich dude. But, like, the guy that owns Virgin Air. Like, right. He's a crazy rich dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's right. crazy. He is. Um, and and like Hammond name? needed Hammond needed somebody to rein him in. He needed yeah. somebody to say, you know what? No, you cannot yeah. do this. This he is definitely not okay. did. But instead, he did it before he asked permission. Mm-hmm. And in this case, asking forgiveness instead of permission doesn't really work, baby. You almost no, it got, got everybody killed. killed. And he, he got, got himself. Killed. He got himself killed. Like he right. dies. But I mean, book. and that's like symbolism in the book, right? Mm-hmm. Sending him. Letting him die by his own creation mm-hmm. it is a Frankenstein moment, The creation right? kills the creator. Yeah, it yeah. is. It's really interesting the way that he dies because I had seen the movie many times and he doesn't die in the movie. He survives. No, they keep and so alive. I was not expecting that. I was no. not expecting it. And he basically dies because he wanders off stupidly. He falls down a hill. And when he tries to go back up the hill, he's sprayed by the same acid that kills Neater. Yeah. Like, the same dinosaur kills him. I mean, it's totally stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, and it's the little dinosaurs that kill him, too. It's the, it's the little dinosaurs that start the book. Right. The ones that are getting off the island. Right. It's the, it's the, um, Pro it's kind of symbolism that the ones that, that start us off are also the beginning, his end, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Was there any other, I mean, his death was surprising for you. Was there any other deaths that surprised you in the book? Well, I mean, I was surprised Ian died, though that makes more sense than that he just magically survives a T-Rex attack. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I would say that really, really, 
almost everybody dies in the book. Um, the only people that, well, I guess that happens. This should be called All My Friends Are Dead. <laughs> everyone's dying. Everyone's leaving. Um, I, the only people that survive in the book, correct me if I'm wrong, but is Dr. Sadler, Dr. Grant, the kids. Does anybody right. else survive? I think that one of like, um, maybe the one scientist. It's Dr. Not Dr. Wu? Does Dr. Wu survive? I can't remember now. Somebody else survives. Uh, let me go to the I end. I can't remember. Let me go to the but, end. But yeah, everybody dies, man. Everybody uh, dies. Yeah. Um, Guterres. Nope, that's, that's sorry, that's something else. That's the... Grant, Ellie, Gennaro. Does he make it? Yep. Yep, Gennaro safe. It's Gennaro because he's the one that he goes with them to the beach. Um, he, right. They find the whole raptor nest, which they leave out of the movie, which was just crazy to me. Like, I was like, how is this book still going on? It's over. Oh, there's a raptor nest. Fuck. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, it's Grant, uh, Ellie, um, the kids, Gennaro, the kids, um, Hammond dies. So that's all that's left. Right. But um, they kept Hammond and Malcolm alive in the movie, which I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, look who I think played Ian. Hammond. Look who played Ian. I mean, hubba yeah, hubba, right? Can't kill him off. That's Jeff Goldblum. He's immortal. He is. I mean, he's got to be part of the Illuminati. There's no way he looks like that and he's not. <laughs> um, I like that at the end, they. <laughs> I like I like at the end that they realize that what the raptors are doing is trying to migrate like birds. Right. Because that's, that's what birds too. do. That's what birds do. So yeah. the science, I've said this already, the science and the math in this book is heavy. And mm-hmm. it, it makes my ADHD brain just go numb. Yeah. Um, were you able to understand most of it and keep up with it? Yeah, actually I was because. Um, that's great. I. Like, math is not my strong point, but I actually do understand chaos theory. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, chaos theory is exactly what it sounds like. It basically means that we can't control anything. It makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And when we try to put, to me, chaos theory is a lot like my anxiety disorder. So when I try to control things, what ends up happening is I, like, actually spiral, right? So right. Then, so it starts small, and then it gets bigger. And it gets bigger and it gets bigger until I've spiraled to the fact that I'm 20 years down the road trying to fix something that hasn't even happened yet. Right. And chaos theory basically says that this is what we want to happen. And there's all these different alternatives that could happen within chaos theory. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not catch the math when they were showing we have all the dinosaurs and then they were showing, look, there's a bell curve. But when they show, when Grant and Ian talk about how it shouldn't be a bell curve. It should look right. like this. And then they show that graph in the book. I was like, fuck, they're right. Because they're releasing yeah. the dinosaurs at different times. That makes a lot of sense. But they didn't have a mathematician there. They consulted no. with Ian. but And they consulted with Grant. But they but, didn't actually have a mathematician there. But here's the thing. As soon as Hammond got an answer he didn't like, he stopped talking to those consultants. Right. Right. But what, but what would have made more sense is you had a... They had a... Um, a vet, a vet there. They had a a, a large game vet there. Why mm-hmm. was it the vet noticing that that pattern? Right, like you would have understood. Maybe he the just doesn't pattern. Maybe he just wasn't paying attention. I don't know. Maybe he wasn't getting paid enough to pay attention. I don't know. Well, I mean, it was a weird thing, weird job. Like these are right. animals you've never. They don't exist. So how are you going? Yeah, it's crazy. Um. But they're not so, wrong. They make a point in there to talk about the fact that, that people are going to want to buy designer dinosaur right. pets. That would 100% right. well, happen. Hammond had a pet miniature elephant he took everywhere with him. Yeah. Like, to show, like, the right. beauty of his science, right? Mm-hmm. And that poor thing, it must have been in so much pain. I know. So yeah. much pain. Um, and, and I don't think... Um, I don't think they're wrong about that. I think if uh, this existed, that everybody would want a little dinosaur right. pet. Right, and it would just, it would get out of control. Mm-hmm. So, do you think there are two quotes in the very beginning of this book? Okay. Um, do you need me to read them? Do you think they're trying to make a point? I think that you should read them because our our listeners may not have read the book. Fuck this. Reptiles are apparent, apparent because of their cold blood, pale color, card- cartilaginous skin, skeleton. I suck at reading, I'm sorry. Filthy skin, fierce aspect, 
calculating eyes, offensive smell, harsh voice, squattle habitation, and terrible venom. Wherefore, their creator had not exerted his power to make many of them. Linnaeus, 1797. Well, there are, that's just not true because there are a lot of reptiles. <laughs> and then the second one, you could not recall a new form of life. Erwin Charge Gath, 1972. Yeah. That, that second one really hits hard, right? You yeah. could not recall a new form of life. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So he was making a point, right? Before yeah. you even step onto the first page of in chapter one, he's the, like, hey. The one thing I will say, you guys. Is, and you reminded <laughs> me of this with the reptiles quote, and I'm actually going to give this a this. Um, you can't say that dinosaurs aren't reptiles and then say that they're reptiles and that they're not reptiles and then go ahead and throw in amphibian DNA and like make that work. Right. There's just no way. It's not, it's not, it's not a salad. You just can't throw in what you feel like and hope it tastes good. And I know that DNA, like our DNA as humans is very similar to the DNA of a lot of creatures because that's the way DNA works. Like I personally believe that's the way God works, but, um, the science proves that our DNA is similar to the DNA of a lot of other creatures. Right. But I don't feel like you can say that the dinosaurs are reptiles and then also say, but they weren't reptiles. And also we're going to use amphibian uh, DNA to re- like, I just feel like you can't do that. Like, you can't I don't pick know. and choose. Like, I don't know how patching DNA would work, but to me, it wouldn't make sense that you could patch DNA with something that isn't. I mean, it's not even from the same species. Like, it's right. not the same. There's no genetic markers that make no. them similar. Like, no. why are we trying to? Right. And right? I think probably for the purpose of For those book, listening to the pod, I just did a very fancy hand signal that was very important. So you should definitely go see wonderful. it on YouTube. I loved it. Um, <laughs> but I, I think they chose specifically to use the amphibian so that they could make the argument that it had actually changed life found a way and they were right. able to breathe. So he made the science work. So once again, um, the science didn't make sense, but he made it work. This book has been studied in college and high school for its symbolism. Mm-hmm. Big one being nature versus man. Any mm-hmm. thoughts on the fact that this has become a part of regular reading for teens and young adults for school? I don't, I don't know. I read it in for creative writing. Mm-hmm. And we talked about, um, like, it was more of a conversation on transitioning books to movies, right, mm-hmm. for us. And it was a study about how they transition, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But... I can see how this would be in an English curriculum. I think as a former English teacher, Mm -hmm. a high school English teacher, this would not be one I would have picked for my class um, because I do feel like it relies so heavily on suspension of reality and and knowledge of math and science, um, like to really truly engage in it. Um, But at the collegiate level, I think that you could really dissect this and um, get some um, get some good conversations out of it. Like and I do, we, you, you do. It, it, yeah. And there's a conversation to be have about the writing style. There's a conversation to be had about the symbolism he has in mm-hmm. here. I mean, and to talk he has about a lot of characters to keep track of, and he right? does. And also, this now people that aren't me probably mm-hmm. this is the first book that a lot of them saw all this heavy math and science in a book and it made it comprehensible. So, I mean, there's gotta be a conversation there about talking about making complicated things like, um, you know, complicated things like DNA breakdown. Right. Understandable for people. I, I do also, I do also want to do this for this. Oh boy. I, I feel like there was so much of the story at the beginning that was unnecessary to setting the scene. Like he did a he did a fine job building the world on the island. He didn't need to do the fact that they had eaten babies and all that shit. And like he didn't need all of that. No. Um, I mean, because actually, you don't even get to the island in this book. And I think I texted you this when I was reading it. Um, you don't even get to the island until you're the like over. 100 pages in. Right. Uh, when did we get there? Right. Um, it is... It's like 110, 100 and... Yeah, so you actually get there in the third iteration, which happens... Six. 97, page 97. 
that is when you first get to the island. So you are not, almost a hundred pages in yeah. before you actually get to like Jurassic Park. You can see, like yeah. this is all at the park, but but this is this also is all world before. building, right? But this I don't know you- that you needed that world building. I mean, it was maybe the stuff. Maybe the stuff with uh, Doctor Grant to set the scene for the vibe of what he's doing. I think you needed it to understand the characters, not to build the world. Does that make sense? Um, no, because a lot of the stuff that happens at the beginning isn't with characters that are even in the book. Right, that's true. Um, the other thing that really bothered me. I'll give you the bell in agreement. The other thing that really bothered me was the woman, the doctor at the beginning, um, when the man from the resort is brought in that he's been attacked by a raptor and she doesn't know what a raptor is. What the fuck? How do you not know what a raptor is? Like, okay, a, I can't understand language it's a barrier. Of prey. Like, it's I a, get. No, no, I, no. I she get, spoke English. She right, spoke but English. she thought he was speaking in Spanish. Right, but you don't know that the English word raptor means bird of prey. Like, how do you not? Like, I, I was just like, how dumb is this doctor? Like, I was not okay with that. But again, I really did like the story. I will say, I don't think Michael Crichton's so great at writing women. No, no. Um, the girl was annoying, and both and all the other women that were in there were just not like they weren't great. Like, yeah, he's not great at, he was not great at writing women, at least not in this book. This is the only thing I've read by him. So Michael Crichton fans, I'm sorry, but this is the only thing I've read. And that's all I can um, tell you. I don't think he wrote women well. So is this book a horror novel or science fiction? Science fiction. I would say science fiction and thriller. I wouldn't say horror. No, I would definitely put this in thriller. Mm-hmm. Thriller. Um, so let's I want to hear your like thoughts about the movie. Well, let's go a little deeper into the movie okay. adaptation. Um, okay. What were your feelings about how it was ad- adapted and what was taken from the book to the movie? How did you feel about all of this? So I wasn't sure that I would like the book because the beginning of it just kind of drags on mm-hmm. um, with stuff that didn't make sense. And like, I really do love the movie. Like that mm-hmm. movie came out when I was in seventh grade and right. it was a huge deal. And my school concert band, like my seventh grade concert band, we did a whole Jurassic park medley for a competition and a yeah. concert. The music, the first the score, movie came out in 93. Right. The score was is third grade. Yeah. I was, 93 so I was born in 81 so um I was like 12 um uh but the score is gorgeous like Mm -hmm. it's a beautiful score and so because I love the movie so much I wasn't sure if I would like the yeah exactly um I wasn't sure if I would like the book because it just had such a slow start to it um but I did really like it and so I, I don't I don't know I think the movie cut out the stuff that would have been too long-winded and confusing yeah. and wasn't really necessary. And like, well, okay, I mean, you they say- really dumped down the science with that Mr. DNA, you know? Yeah, right. Well, and I mean, you can say that he was using the beginning part of this book as world building, which isn't as necessary when you can visually see the dinosaurs. So, right. I mean, it's better to world build when you can see it. A, a triceratops lying in a field right. sick like we could actually right. see it um i was kind of annoyed that we don't get ellie like solving the mystery like she legit solved what was causing right. me sick like and that again like that that was like the only but like character diminish- development she had and you diminish you're her diminishing who she is right yes they diminished her from a scientists to the wife of dr grant right right and i didn't like that um but i hollywood for ruining women again Mm -hmm. but i did think they did a better job of like me making me not hate the girl like i didn't hate her like i did in the book i was like my Uh, gosh she spoke i just wanted to feed her to a t-rex like she's right out of like okay so out of five stars if you were going like the worst transition from book to the best i would give this a three and a half I'd say that's probably right. I, there I don't is think things, they did a bad job transitioning it, which I think that helps that, again, we've talked about no, this before. No, and I think Steven Spielberg did an excellent job. Well, I mean, if anybody's, anybody's going to take this book and make mm-hmm. it what mm-hmm. it deserves to be with Steven right. Spielberg. Yes, but Steven Spielberg, like, visually, he's probably one of the best in Hollywood, but yes. he totally fucked up Ready Player One. I'm still, oh, not, yeah. I'm still not over that. Oh, um, yeah. But this, like... He made dinosaurs, Molly. Like, he, he made, made them from the dinosaurs. I like, mean, 
he changed the future of our generation. Do you know how many kids became paleontologists because of this? Well, I'm sure a lot. Yeah. It's It's referenced in Friends. Like, there's an episode where Ross references it. It's it's zeitgeist, right? It's zeitgeist. It definitely is. And, I mean, it's still popular. There are tons of Jurassic Park toys that are being purchased. Kids are obsessed with it still. I mean, you still have tiny humans that every day fall in love with it because of one book. Now, he doesn't always get the eras correct because all of these dinosaurs didn't live at the same time. Right. So, Right. I mean, we're talking about, like nitpicking the science there but yeah i well, agree he if you're was wrong. somebody that only knows this you don't necessarily know that a t-rex right. and a tranosaurus rex were in the same era right triceratops were not in the same yeah right because there's, there's different actually, periods of dinosaur dumb there's actually just as much time between a triceratops and a t-rex as there is from us and a t-rex that's how much time was in between. I know. I knew there was a big gap, but I didn't realize it was that big of a gap. Yeah. I, I, it's like uh, the woolly mammoths were at a different time. And it, there's like yeah. these. Those aren't really dinosaurs. Those are not are. dinosaurs. So uh, before we wrap up, I want to hear your rating. What, what did you finally rate this book? Oh, my gosh, Molly. I need to look at this before we come on because I never know. And like. I always then, ask. Then you always ask. And um. Then I'm standing here fumbling, trying to look, pull up my Goodreads. Yeah. I gave it a four. I gave it a three and a half out of five. Um, okay. I, I, I gave it four because I generally, unless it moves you from a four to a five, I generally give you the higher rating in stars uh-huh. and then actually tell the rating. So if you're not following me on Goodreads, uh, you can find me on Goodreads. I have had people start following me there actually since the pod. But uh, let me tell um, you, her Goodreads reviews are detailed and mm-hmm. really do help a reader make mm-hmm. a good decision. So follow April. I'll put, again, I'll put the link to her Goodreads page in the bio. Um, yeah. But anyways, you were saying. I, I think it's smart writing, but I just thought parts dragged on. So that's why it was a three and a half for me. But when I read three and a half star books, a lot of times I'm like, I could have done without that. Like, I didn't need that to be a part of my life. And mm-hmm. I don't feel that way about this book. I'm very glad that I read it. This book was, I think, I, this is going to be a strong statement. This book is a necessary read for all people. I think it, it's a classic. Yeah. And I, I, I think it should be treated as such. Because there is so much sci-fi that came from this. Yes. There is so much. It's like much... Frankenstein. Even right. though I didn't like Frankenstein either time I read it. But it's... this is so much better than Frankenstein. Oh my gosh, it's so much better than Frankenstein. Um, yeah, so three and a half stars. Uh, but I did really enjoy it. And I'm glad you picked it. Because, again, this is not one I would have ever no. read. No, it is fantastic. Um, and then I would have never watched the movie with Sam and got him to say, the toilet survived, which was... <laughs> The highlight of my day yesterday. <laughs> so next week is next week we are going to have Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy next week. This is all five books, guys. So it is not this long. The it is uh, not that the long. The first book is very short. Um, it is let's see. Uh, it is a hundred and forty pages. Yeah, so the audio book was. Let me see. I'll pull the. I can't pull the audio book up without my phone automatically. Well, but the audio book is like less than five hours, I think. Yeah, I think it's only three and a half because um, I've listened to the audiobook before. But we're going to read Douglas Adams' Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And um, we actually have a special guest host next week, which is my husband, Tom. He's oh, in our. And I didn't been, talk about this on, on the episode, but Stephen Fry does the audiobook. Oh, well, that's okay. We can put it in the, put notes, in the notes next week. The um, audiobook is five hours and 51 minutes. Oh, that's longer than I remember it being. But uh, my husband is going to host. So he has been our editor since episode one. He's been editing for us. Um, he actually makes our episode reels. So if you're following us on Instagram or TikTok. If you think we're funny on TikTok and reels, it's because of Tom. Yeah, he puts those together. <laughs> those little vignettes that start our episode with all like the clips from the episode. He does that. Um, but he hosted for us. Um this last week and like i said it's gonna be funny i think it's gonna be funny be prepared for april to be hella embarrassed because that's what (laughs) happened um but yeah so that's we're wrapping up the month with this um if you are not following us on social media please do why the fuck aren't you excuse you rude um (laughs) um we are that was me being nice (laughs) i 
I will be posting this week the reveal for our May books, but I will tell you our first May book, which is Me Before You by Jojo Moyes. Um, so this <sighs> uh, this is a trilogy. But I just we'll finished that movie last night. I watched it this week too. Oh, it's so good. Anyway, so we will be doing this for the first week in May. And because Molly's moving um, cross country, I'm going to host all five weeks in May. Because um, you're me. a peach. <laughs> <laughs> you got um, this, boo-boo. <laughs> um, and, and then we'll go back to the rotating hosts in June, um, probably. Uh, and uh, wrap Unless out. Molly has killed herself in the whole clan because she couldn't handle the move. <laughs> Let's hope not, Molly. I really can't do this without you. <laughs> um, but anyway, so we are, uh, gosh, Molly, we only have two months left in this season. Like, Woo! We are more than halfway through season two. Nice. Nice. Thank you guys for joining us on it. It's been a fun ride so far. And guess what? We're not fucking going anywhere. So get used to us. That's not the plan. We already have some fantastic guests lined up for season three. I cannot wait to talk about season three. Oh my gosh. I can't wait. I cannot wait. We have some really cool people coming on in season three. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. And uh, we don't have her official ske- officially scheduled yet, but, you know, Katie's coming on again. And Chessie. Chessie's coming on again. Yeah, that's going to be great. Um, and we've got some a few uh, bookstagrammers and an independent author going to be coming mm-hmm. on. So, yeah. But, all right, gang, we should get out of your hair because we're pushing our hour marker. And because I'm getting tired. Yeah, it is late for April. <laughs> but till right. next time, gang. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on Book Besties. Don't forget to like and subscribe. The views discussed here are those of Molly and April and not those of anyone else. Today's book was Jurassic Park by Michael Crichton. Your book besties are Molly Biggs and April Watkins. Editing by Thomas Watkins and music is Sleep Sweetly by Prigida. Don't forget to follow the book besties on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube. If you'd like to contact the book besties, please email us at bookbestiespod at gmail.com. 